What are you committed to? That's the question. And then are you being those commitments? And being means in your action. Being is action, being is creation. So are you acting on your commitments? Are you creating those commitments? Or are you letting obligations get in the way? What do you think it means to be over-obligated but under-committed? What does that mean to you? Let me read you a quote. This quote's by Clayton Christensen. I love this quote. He says, if the decisions you make about where you invest your blood, sweat, and tears are not consistent with the person you aspire to be, you'll never become that person. So what comes to mind when I ask you the, the meaning of being over-obligated, under-committed? I don't know about you, but I know the feeling. Over-obligated, under-committed. Just recently, I asked myself the question, you know, am I being my commitments? Am I really honoring what I say that I'm committed to? You know, and, and, and I, I'm wondering that about you. You know, are, are you being your commitments? Think about that for a moment. And a simple way to, to reflect on this is just pull up your calendar. Where, where is your time going? Because that, that's a pretty good indicator, as, as Clayton says, you know, where your blood, sweat, and tears are going. And it's going to show up somewhere on your calendar. So where are you putting your time? Is your time going towards what you say you're committed to? Or is your time going to what you feel like you're obligated to? Maybe, maybe you're more committed to those around you than you are of yourself. Maybe you're more committed to solving things and fixing things than you really are to creating, committing to creating the vision you ultimately want to see for your life and your business and your relationship. So are you over-obligated and under-committed? You know, I reflected on it and I realized, this is what I realized. I looked at my calendar. I looked back over the last several weeks and I started thinking about what am I really committed to? Like if I really sat with that question and I did, I thought about like, what am I really committed to? What do I want to be committed to in, in who I'm being and what I'm doing and what I'm creating? I like that word creating, you know, because creating implies there's, there's an opportunity for me to put something new into the world. And, you know, every entrepreneur needs that, needs to tap into that creative ability we all have, because that's, that's what you're doing daily. You're creating your business, your vision, you're bringing it to life. <laughs> no one else is coming. That's, that's your responsibility to create more of what you want in your life. And, and I was reflecting on the question and, and, you know, surprisingly, I mean, I'm pretty obsessed about business and growing my coaching practice and helping others and learning and growing. But this time, what came to my mind was my relationship with my little girls, my three daughters, Claire, Sophie, and Thea. And I got to think about, you know, I want to be committed to them and the love that we feel between each other. And I want to give love and I want to receive love, especially with them. And that was one area that I'm like, I'm committed to that, no question. And then another one is my wife. Shandy. I want to be committed to a relationship with her. Her and I have been talking a little bit like, you know, kind of like it was when we were dating. I don't know if you're a significant other. If you think back to the days you were dating, I'm going to be honest, I would open the door for her. Oh, probably all kinds of cute things that I'm kind of blushing right now as I think about it. But I don't do that anymore. And we've kind of talked about that, how, <laughs> how we kind of 
lose sight of what we're committed to. And so I wanted to be committed to my relationship with Shandy, the word romance. I've been accused of not being very romantic as her husband of 10, 11 years now. And so I've been really thinking about how can I get back to being committed to being a romantic partner, dating again, right? So that's one. Another one is I want to be committed to my own growth and development. It matters to me that I'm the one of the best coaches in my craft. Like I want to be the best and it's important to me. And so I'm committed to being the best in that area of my life. I'm committed to my clients. I know that I want to serve them deeply and do everything in my power to guide them back to uncovering what they really need and getting back into resonance with the leader, the the business owner, the person, the being that they know that they are. I'm committed to that. I'm also committed to bringing to life some of the things that are on my heart, like speaking more on stages, and I'm building a community, a mastermind for, for people to come together and really go on a journey together. I'm committed to building these things. So I just slowed down. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is I want you to do the same thing. Slow down. What are you really committed to? But when I pulled up my calendar, and this is what I'm going to ask you to do at the end of this episode, I pulled up my calendar and I looked where my time was going. I had my coaching sessions. I had my leadership sessions. I Yes, those were my commitments. I was being those. But then what I was filling the rest of my week with was trying to keep up with creating social media content trying to fill the queue. What else? Trying to get push out more podcast episodes, responding to emails, doing administrative work. I don't know what it was, but Friday would come around and I, for some reason, would always put my obligations ahead of my commitments. So what didn't happen was being present with my girls. What didn't happen was slowing down and just being with Shandy. What didn't happen was slowing down and being more intentional about how I'm developing as a coach and as a leader myself and and slowing down and getting clear on my vision. I wasn't doing any of that. Those are the things I said I would like to do, but for some reason they were I never got to them. I was putting my obligations ahead of my commitments. And you know, I'm reflecting on why is that and I think there's some in I would ask you to do the same. Like why is it that we tend to put our obligations ahead of our commitments. I think I think resistance has a lot to do with it because there's some comfort in being busy. There is. There's some comfort in just doing what you always done, doing what you know to do, doing, you know, just kind of get into the doing, getting into the task list, the inbox and and getting to work. There's some comfort in being busy. What's really uncomfortable is sitting right on the precipice of creating something new, changing, fundamentally changing how you operate your business, fundamentally changing a a model, a business model within, fundamentally changing how you sell your product or or deliver a service or how how things get done in your business, starting to let go of things and delegate and think like that is scary. And so it's no wonder why I would always put off my commitments because commitments really do require blood, sweat, and tears. I don't know about you, but I've had all three throughout this journey. And I can also say that I know how to fulfill on commitments. I know how to bring my vision to life. I've done it. 
And as I've reflected on my life, I've done it over and over again. So I'm no stranger to what it takes, but yet I'm not doing it all the time. And that's why I'm doing this episode. This is as much for me as it is for you. I want us to renew our commitments and stop living our life from a place of obligation. What are you committed to? That's the question. And then are you being those commitments? And being means in your action. Being is action. Being is creation. So are you acting on your commitments? Are you creating those commitments? Or are you letting obligations get in the way? So let's talk a little bit about, I just want to share, here's the power of commitment. I know the power of commitment, and it's so simple. It is so simple. It, I re, the my first commitment I remember making is being I was a I was I think 15, 14 years old. I was at a rodeo because I grew up doing that. That's what I did as a kid. And I saw my friend, a really good friend, Travis. We spent a lot of time together. For the first time, I saw him do what he did, and that was ride saddle bronx. I watched him do it, and I remember just my jaw dropped to the floor. I. I'm like, I want to do that. Right there, I made a commitment. I didn't know it, but I made a commitment. I saw something and I had a desire for it. And then my mom goes to work just like, you know, I, she go, she finds me a coach and I start riding, riding Bronx. Two years, I broke my hand, ankle, collarbone. I beat myself up, hit the ground over and over and over again, two years. And I still hadn't made it till to the eight second buzzer. But I was committed. And what that meant was I kept showing up for my commitments. And then one day it happened. It happened. And, it, and I started staying on the back of that bronc. And it led me to becoming two-time state champion in high school. And I earned a full ride scholarship, right? That was me fulfilling on a commitment. Now, fast forward, and I just graduate college. I've got this bachelor's degree in, in business. I didn't ever go to class, by the way. I, I I did the bare minimum. I was the guy, um, you know, it is what it is. C's get degrees. And I really, there was a period of my life where I didn't know what I was committed to. I was kind of in the wilderness, finding my way. But then I stumbled upon a small little business in Parkville, Missouri. Small, small entrepreneurial business. They, at the time, probably only 30 people worked, worked there. But there were, I saw an opportunity for myself. I saw the leaders in that business. I saw how they were living their lives. I saw what they were able to do and, and how they were able to partner with people to create opportunities that earned uh, income for them themselves or families and, and all the families they employed. And I remember, again, I was like, I want that. I want to be like that. I want to be that. And for me to be that, I committed to learning how to be a, be, be a salesperson, learn, committing how to persuade and influence and connect with people on a deep level so that we can partner in creating opportunities, mutual, mutually beneficial opportunities, right? To where I can deliver a service, but then I can get paid for that service and, and do it in a way that allows so many, creates so many opportunities for others, which is what you do in your business. You create that same opportunity I wanted to be that, meaning I wanted to learn the skill sets that these men and, and the, the women that I saw, I wanted to learn those skill sets. I wanted to master them so that I could do what they did. And I spent, oh, three, four years, maybe five, 
doing nothing but cold call sales. I would go door to door to door, banging my head against the wall some days, pounding the pavement. Dallas, Texas is 115 degrees out. I was probably the only person out there walking around these industrial parks, cold calling. But I was committed and I was doing the work. I was committed. And I don't know when it happened. That one's a little more unclear, but I I, I ended up earning a position as a, a vice president of sales, leading other salespeople, coaching them and, and helping them get committed to something. And I didn't know it at the time, but that's when I started falling in love with this profession that I'm in today, coaching. And somewhere along the line, well, I remember when it was, I got a personal coach. I started working with a personal coach because I got promoted as an executive leader. Now I'm this young, early 30s, I may even 29 years old, making my first six figures. I'm, I'm, I'm a leader in the organization. And you know what? Secretly, I was worried that it was just a matter of time that before I get got found out, like I really didn't know what the hell I was doing. And it was killing me. I knew I wasn't being authentically who I was. And I looked and got and found a coach, a leadership coach at the time. And in working with him, I changed very quickly. Coaching has, had been a catalyst for me to really fulfill on my commitments and got me there so much faster. But in the process, I fell in love with the profession of coaching. I didn't realize it actually existed out there. And I noticed myself again, that. <laughs> I want to do that. I want to be that. I want to be a coach and do what he did for me and help so many other people transform and be powerful and, and really lean into their unique greatness and not apologize and show up fully expressing who they are. I want to do that. And that brings me to today. And I I, I went from a vice president of sales and I kind of had the golden handcuffs type of thing. And I took the massive, what felt like a massive leap into the world of coaching to where I'm no longer a executive. And I, it's a, such a relief. I, I, that, that wasn't who I was. I am full on a coach now. Again, it took me two to three years of figuring it out, trying, failing, and going again. I know how to fulfill all my commitments. Why am I sharing this with you is because it's simple. It's knowing what you want and committing to it and doing the work. And here recently, I, I've got to sh- I got to share one more story with you because this is powerful. About a year and a half ago, I saw somebody speak from stage. That person was Bo Eason. I remember that first time I saw him speak. And I just remember again that I want to do that. And I got committed. I enrolled in his program and I went through it a year and I went deep into figuring out what is my personal story? What is my message? If I was on stage, what would I be sharing? How would I share it? How would I physicalize it? How would I keep my audience engaged? How would I make an experience for everyone in the room so that when they left, they left differently than they came in? And just last week, I walked into a ballroom at a resort. And when I walked in, I saw 200 empty seats. I saw a stage at the front of the room with lights shining on it. And the whole room was empty. I got in early in the morning. It was just me in that room. And I sat down in the very back row in a seat and tears came to my eyes. I did it. I did it. I'm here. This is my room. I will be speaking to this room today. I did it. And that is commitment. And so I just share that with you because I want you to 
get back into touch with what you're committed to and get in alignment with that. Looking back in the rearview mirror, I can see how I've let obligations get in the way. And I still do. I'm still building. I've still got stuff in front of me. I know that I'm being called to do and I'm going to do it. And yet I don't do it consistently. I let obligations get in the way, but I know that I have to renew my focus. I have to renew my commitments. And so do you. And that's what I want to ask of you. And I don't care what the commitments are. I, here's, here's one thing I want you to commit to. I want you to commit to you because we're not. Obligations, the very, very meaning of obligation, I don't know the actual meaning, but I'm going to create a meaning. It's, it's kind of com- being committed to other people and their agenda and reacting and responding, trying to keep everyone around us happy. That's what leads to being over-obligated. It just is. And as long as you're over-obligated, you're not leading, you're not creating, you are at the effect of things around you, the people around you. You're at the effect of your business. The business is running you. And so I want you to drop the obligations and get back to being committed. And I want you to commit to you. What is it that you want? Who do you desire to be? What are you creating? Seriously, like, I want you to think about impossible goals. Like, what would be your dream? Do you know what it is? Because I'll tell you what, riding Saddle Bronx felt impossible when I first decided I wanted to do it. I mean, come on. Like, that, it felt impossible. Learning how to do sales and talk to people for a living, if you were to know me back then, impossible. Becoming a coach when I didn't have, like, I was in my 30s. Like, I didn't, I wasn't some old savant that knew everything. Like, I didn't have any experience coaching. It was impossible. And then speaking from stage, I was the best man for my best friend in his wedding. And, you know, the best man stands in front of and gives, gives a speech at the, at the, the, what do you call it? The dinner after the wedding. It was terrible. It was terrible. I couldn't speak. I got so nervous. I couldn't speak. And whatever I did say didn't make any sense. So speaking was an impossible goal. What are your impossible goals? Here's how you know it. They're the things that you you see, you observe, you know you want to do them. They, they excite you. There is a desire. And the second it comes up, you start getting intimidated by asking yourself, how will I ever do that? That's when you know you've found an impossible goal. I want you to find an impossible goal. I want you to set a goal that is building a great business, a very successful and profitable business that's continuing to grow. And I want to I want you to do it while only working 30 hours a week. I want you to do it while going on vacation 3 months out of the year. I want you to do it by taking by only having to work 3 days a week. That's an impossible goal because most people, when they think about building a big business, they're like, well, that's going to be sacrifice and that's going to be hard. And I don't, you know, and we don't do it because we intimidate and we talk ourselves out of it. Make it be impossible by adding that into the equation that you're going to do it in a way that you remain committed to you. Just like I'm remaining committed to, and I have to keep renewing this, you know, I'm not perfect. I think everybody already knows that. But I have to remain committed to my kids and my wife and, and myself and my own development. I can't just be myopic and just focus on grow, 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 because I already know where that leads. And that leads to exhaustion and burnout, and it doesn't work for me. 
And so I have to get committed to what feels impossible because it feels impossible to only put in 20, 30 hours a week and being available to go pick, pick my kids up from school. I'm not there yet, but there's an intent that I've shared with my wife. Like I want to, I want to create a business that allows me to pick the kids up from school. Why not? And it feels impossible though, because the world's been telling me that the only way to be successful is you got to work your behind off. And I'm questioning all of that because I'm just choosing my commitments because I've done impossible goals before. Why not this? One of my clients, here's an example of an impossible goal. One of my clients, she has really become feeling overwhelmed in the business, which you might be able to relate. There's just so much to do, so much on her plate. And when she really got to thinking about what she wants to be committed to and what it would mean for her to be committed to herself, she she just told me, she's like, if I was committed to myself, I wouldn't go into the office on Fridays. I'd work from home. I asked her, well, when do you want to start that? In other words, when when do you want to com- really commit to that? Because that will become reality when you actually commit to it. She she said the 1st of September. And so we, we I've blocked off the first Friday of September and we're going to celebrate that. And I know she will do it because she's committed to it. And that's how this works. When you get committed to something, there's a little bit of an ah shit. This just got real. Now, maybe I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I committed to it. You know, like this idea of commitment, you know, you think about here's, I know if you have children, I know you're committed. I know you're committed that your children will not go hungry. You could lose your job, all your money, all your credit cards, and still your kids will not go hungry. Am I right? You're committed to that. Now, I don't, you may not know how you would feed your kids in that situation, but I will find a way. That's what I mean by a commitment. And she will find a way. She may not know how right now. That's what we, we're going to be doing in, in, in the coaching is how do we create a path towards Fridays being your day? And we're going to get started on that immediately. And, and I know that she will create that outcome for herself because if she's committed to, to it, it's going to happen. If you're committed to what you want in your life, it's going to happen. Maybe it doesn't happen overnight. That's not the point. I'm not in in into the, in the business of magic pills and silver bullets. Like no, I I'm all about getting committed to something that's so important to you that you don't quit. You keep going until it becomes a reality. That's what it means to be committed. So are you committed or are you over-obligated? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to renew your commitments and get back in alignment with them because I'm willing to bet if you're like me, those obligations, all the stuff that we tell ourselves we have to do, ought to do, is getting put is being put in front of what we really want in our lives. We get it all confused and muddled up, and then we look up and wonder why are we so overwhelmed and out of alignment, and why are we so frustrated? Why do we want to quit? We want to quit because we've we've got confused we've we've traded in our commitments for obligations so here's what i want you to do i want you to s- spend some time with a journal and ask yourself what do i really want to create create towards what do i want to be committed to creating what what am i committed to and i want you to think in terms of outcomes you know like i needed to go a little bit deeper than i want i'm committed to being a good dad 
committed being committed to being a good dad what does that really look and feel like what what it doesn't look like is me being short with my kids and you know yelling and and just being irritable which I can be I'm really working on that I'm like you know that's I'm not that's I'm committed to being patient and being love to my children and that has changed my perspective I've already made a major shift just by by getting clear on what I'm really committed to. I'm committed to my wife and in our relationship. I'm committed to my clients. And what that means is more time just thinking about them. I, I literally went on a walk yesterday just pulling up their names and reviewing some of the notes that we've, and just thinking about where are they? What are they wanting to create? How can I get them connected back to their commitments? And that's kind of what's led me to do this podcast episode because commitment is everything. So what do you desire to create? What are you committed to? Who who are you going to commit to being? Being is an important aspect of, of achievement, of fulfilling on your dreams. Because for me to be the dad that I want to be, I need to be loving. I need to be patient. And when I think about if I were being that, how would I respond to their messy room? How would I respond when my little four-year-old spills her milk for like the fifth time in a week, you know, like I will respond differently because I will be being patience. I will be being love. That, it fundamentally changes things. So I want you to think about who are you being as you build your business, as you commit to this. Um, so, and the last thing is I want you to look at your calendar and ask yourself, am I being my commitments? Am I staying consistent with my cons- commitments? Or are you noticing there's a lot more obligations on your calendar than there are commitments? And that's your next step then is to go to work, making the shift, changing out what's on your calendar to where what you see on your calendar is what you're actually committed to, not what you're obligated to. So I hope this this is helpful. I'm actually sharing, you know, sometimes you teach what you most need to learn. And that's me today. I'm renewing my commitments and I decided to come on here and do an episode on it because I think it matters. I want you to get committed. I want you to get committed to yourself and to what you're building and stop letting everyone else's agenda run your life. That's not leadership. And you have so much greatness inside of you just waiting to be expressed. And it's going to help so many people in the businesses you build, in the products you offer, and the services you offer. So go create that. Get committed and go create that. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Hopefully you really enjoyed this podcast episode, and my hope is you found it really inspirational. And also, most importantly, I hope you took away some practical things that you can start to do and apply in your own life. So finally, I have one small favor to ask of you before you go. Wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Apple Music or Spotify, if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Love to hear your thoughts. Come find us on social media. Share it on social media. It just really helps us get the word out, helps us grow our audience. So please do that. Thanks to my team, Ashley Bolden, who handles all the admin, and Chris Skipper, who handles all the music and editing of this podcast. For more information on the Create Purpose podcast, you can go to www.createpurpose.net. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Zach.Arend. Please drop me a comment. Reach out drop me a DM. I'd love to hear from you and love to hear what you're taking away from these conversations. What would you like to hear more of? Do you have any guests that you would love to see come on the show? And I'm always looking for great people to talk to and people with great stories 
that can inspire you. And so if you know of anybody, send them my way. Love to hear from you. I'm your host, Zach Aaron, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Create Purpose podcast. Bye for now.